On this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I'll be interviewing Terry Dean. Terry Dean went from delivering pizzas for $8 an hour to creating a full-time income online in 1996. He's been called one of the grandfathers of internet marketing and was one of the first online marketers to demonstrate the power of email generating $96,250 from one email to his list in front of a live audience. Now, in the past 20 years, he's personally helped thousands of clients set up profitable internet lifestyles in hundreds of different markets. And today, specifically, Terry's going to talk to us about how to use email to grow your online business. And in this episode, you're going to discover how Terry succeeded, even though he's an introvert, his secret weapon to generating income online, how to grow your email list fast, why you don't have to be a, quote, good writer to succeed, and the one email Terry sends that practically guarantees success with your email marketing methods. You're going to get that and a lot more on this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people just like you and me can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right. Aloha, Terry Dean. Welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Super excited to have you on the show today. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. I, I have actually really been looking forward to this interview. So uh, for the listeners of the show, Terry is one of my one of my coaches, right? So you coached me for a while when I was um, looking to do some expansion on my online business. And one of the ways that, the well, the reason I found you was I was doing some investigating into email marketing. And uh, I came across your course, Autoresponder Alchemy, which I think is fantastic. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But, you know, in this season of What's the Secret, we're talking about essential skills. And I really believe that one of the most essential skills someone can have is, you know, how not only to start and grow an email list, but how to communicate with them effectively. And uh, I know our listeners are going to love it. So maybe we can just, um, how about we just dive right in? Why don't you just give them a little background? I know you've been in the online business space for a while. And uh, why don't you just tell them kind of how we got to where we are today and then we'll, we'll dive into the email marketing stuff. Well, we'll do the quick, quick version. And the quick version is I got started in 1996. Um, the last job I had and ever will have was delivering pizzas for Little Caesars for eight bucks an hour. And at that point in time, I, I had tried a lot of things. I had tried business opportunities. I had tried network marketing. I had tried door-to-door -door sales. I had a grand total of zero sales after working two weeks at a company at door-to-door -door sales. So as you can imagine, they let me go nicely. It's like, okay, it's time for you to go now. We have to pay you minimum wage and you're gone. So I couldn't do direct sales. I had all these issues, but I heard about the internet. And I said, you know what? This is something I can do. Even though I'm an introvert who seems to struggle talking to people one-on-one, -on -one, I can do this online. I can, I can figure out something I can do. So I came online. I actually went out and used one of my last credit cards that was still had some space on it over at Best Buy, bought my first PC, went online and started messing around. That's pretty much what I was doing the first month or so was messing around online until I discovered a secret. 
And that was a big secret for me in the very beginning, which was email marketing. If I started building a list, I found that it was tough to sell like the first time somebody came to my website. But if I built a list, if I gave away something for free, sending out what we call a lead magnet, I didn't call it that back then, but I put together a free report to give away, got people on my list and started out sending out emails consistently. It, I started making money and I soon got out of that job. It was about six months in that I realized that my M income was directly proportional to the size of my email list. As my list grew, so did my income. And I was like, well, I'm a smart enough character to figure out, okay, if my income grows with my list, I'm gonna start concentrating on this list, start building the list faster, start practicing what I send out to this list and make sure I understand it. And that developed over several years. In the very beginning, I was selling products I had licenses to or way back in 1996, so they were VHS videos. A lot of them were like self-help videos like Mark Victor Hansen, things like that. But after doing that for a couple of years and making money, doing the email marketing, the list being my big thing, is people started asking me how I was doing it. How was I making a living online? So I started teaching some of these things. And I got invited to some of the early information marketing and internet marketing conferences. Ron Legrand, who's a big real estate investor, held some of those. And at his conferences, he put up a challenge. And the challenge, and I said, you know, this is something I could do. He sent out in his direct mail sales letters that they would see me produce at least $10,000 while I was at the conference. So over the period of conference from Friday to Sunday, they'd see me bring in 10,000 in my shopping cart. Well, I did that time and time again at each of these different groups. I remember one of the funniest ones was I actually misspelled my own domain name and I still had made $7,000 by lunch on the first day from people who spelled it correctly. And then, of course, I sent out another email. Let's, let's correct this. So let's get the right email out there and do good. And then the biggest one that a lot of people still hear about now is that I did $96,000 from Friday to Sunday just to my own email list without any affiliate partners or anything else. And most of that would be net profit because I was selling an information product. So that's, that was, again, in front of a live audience. And that really changed people. And that really established early on the power of email marketing. And since that time, there's been a lot of changes. We're going to fast forward really fast to today. Sold my first business 2004, took time off from the internet, came back 2006, started coaching with clients, helping them in all these different markets. And I've kind of been more behind the scenes for a long time, for the last decade, because I like being behind the scenes, helping with all these different clients in different markets, with lists that are 100,000, 500,000, and all in not just in the internet marketing field, but in markets like Spanish and tennis, in continuing education for nurses, all these different markets that I get to help my clients in with their websites and with their email list. And in the very beginning, email was the secret to me creating an income online. And it's still the secret to the majority of the profits that my clients earn. Yeah, I mean, well, you said a lot in that, in that intro and bio. Um, a couple of things that I just want to unpack there because you mentioned in the beginning about being an introvert even though you weren't good one in one right mm -hmm. you could you could do this thing online and what i find interesting about that is so there's two things one you know email does give you this fantastic way right to communicate with people without having to do a face to face thing but just as in the online business world in general how have you kind of navigated um being an introvert in that space, you know, because I think a lot of people have a misconception like, oh, I start an online business and I never have to talk to anybody. Like there's no more, no more face to face. Like it's just, I just kind of, I'm behind my screen. Nobody ever sees me. My experience growing my online business has been the opposite of that. Like there's just as much networking and getting to know people as in a regular business. Do you have any 
any tips as an introvert for ways that you were maybe able to overcome that? And well, you got to remember online, there's still a lot of networking, but the, it depends on the type of marketing that you do. Because even here, you and I are having a conversation and there might be hundreds or thousands of people listening or tens of thousands of people who listen to this interview, but it's still just you and me having a conversation. So as an introvert, any introvert can have a conversation with one person. Now you get a huge crowd, that's where it starts getting a little uncomfortable. And even though like I've done public speaking, public speaking isn't a problem as an introvert if you're well prepared for the speech that you're going to give. But even at that same time, I would be on a panel discussion with other people and I almost wouldn't speak up on a panel unless I was called on. And so that was something that would be more noticeable if I'm on a panel of a group, even if I have more expertise on the topic than other, other people there, I'm probably not going to speak up unless they called on me to speak up, but you put me in charge and say, this is your session. I'm well prepared for it. I'm going to run this session. We're going to have a good time. We're going to teach marketing. So that's just, again, that's part of the introvert nature. And online, you also can know a lot of the networking. I've been able to do it, interestingly enough, by emailing back and forth. And then if we get on a call, the call's planned. I know what's going to happen on the call before I get onto it. And so that's part of the plan as well. It means planning when you go into call, here's what we're going to discuss. We're not just going to go in and have a random conversation. We're doing this. Or if I do webinars for client with clients or webinars for a group, often I'll do hot seats for people. I will have them send over the website they want me to look at beforehand. So in other words, I'm well prepared for the call I'm going into. So that's what you'd say an introvert has to do is they have to prepare. And then also it's a little bit of an energy thing, which means you get tired when you're in groups. So you make sure that you then do something else separate from that. So you go spend some time in the group doing your networking, and then you go off and spend time doing your writing for like a whole group of emails that you do afterwards. And that's, by the way, it's a really good time to send the emails because you just have a whole lot of ideas from the talking to people to write about. Yeah, that's, that's a great tip, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, and you were mentioning the planning, and I kept thinking in my head, like, I mean, that, that applies so much to email marketing as well, right? Like planning out your strategy, mapping out what you do. And one of the, you know, the, another thing you mentioned in, in that intro there was about, you know, email and its impact in other industries, not just internet marketing. And that's something I wanted to talk a little bit about as well, too, because I think sometimes, especially for people who may be listening to this, who are, you know, have maybe been trying to build an online business or, or do that kind of make money online thing, like we tend to become desensitized to email marketing, right? Because we get so much of it. We're just, you know, we, we sign up to a lot of lists. We have, a, you know, we're looking for a lot of information. And whenever you, you know, take those techniques that were kind of developed in, I guess, the internet marketing space, and you move them into other niches that don't have that kind of like over saturation, like mm -hmm. the results tend to be even better, right? Like you can generate even more steady income, even better results because, you know, those, those people aren't really as, I guess, desensitized is the word I use, but they don't see it as much. So, you know, maybe you could just talk a little bit about how, how we would apply email, like what, what, what is the, I guess, a good strategy for somebody who's maybe not in internet marketing? Like, what are the things that you want to talk about about your business to your list? How do we open that line of communications and do it in an effective way? Well, the first thing is, is don't put yourself in such a position where you say, well, I'm a professional. Let, let's say that you're selling business to business. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make in business to business selling, will say that you're a um, CPA selling to other CPAs, as an example here, is you start writing for the well, okay, let's say you're a CPA selling to business owners 
you start writing for your peers instead of the audience is one of the issues. And so you try to keep this professional voice. Well, my peers might talk, they might think lower of me if I define this term, but you have to define that term because the regular business owner doesn't understand the term unless you told it to them. So don't write for your peers, write for the audience, everything in email marketing is with the audience. And to bring up another real quick tip for right here is you mentioned that in internet marketing, they're kind of desensitized to things because we know how the marketing works. One of the emails that I always tell clients to send out, and usually within the first couple of days on an autoresponder sequence, is a very short email that you simply ask people, what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Just hit reply and let me know. And that, that's pretty much the, that's the entire email. You send it out early. The reason is, is because you're going to find in most markets, a lot of people reply to that. Not, not a majority of it. So, you know, out of a hundred that you send out, maybe 10 of them will reply, depending on the audience you're in. Internet marketing space, nobody might reply because they all know it's an autoresponder. On these other markets, a lot of times, even though it's an autoresponder, even though there's an unsubscribe link at the bottom, they don't necessarily know it's an autoresponder. They thought you sent that to them personally. And so they reply to it. You start a dialogue. And especially with clients who sell high ticket products, that dialogue sells a lot of products that they start just by an email back and forth with somebody from one message they dropped in their autoresponder sequence. Man, that's a great tip. And, and you're right. I mean, that really does start to build that relationship and that feeling that people are connected to you. You know, speaking mm -hmm. of the, like the first emails that you send out, do you, do you have a recommendation? Do you have, or like a specified formula for like, I guess what would be considered like a welcome sequence or an indoc I know you always hear people talk about the indoctrination sequence. Like you want to send that first or the nurturing sequence. Like what are your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Well, see, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make with email marketing is they think we're supposed to wait to sell. Okay, I don't wait to sell. None of my clients wait to sell. And I've had multiple clients test this in all of these other markets other than internet marketing just to prove that it's not just an internet marketing thing. We actually lose money if we do an indoctrination sequence where we're not also selling at the same time. And so what does that mean? That means we start selling from the very first email. Here's an example. I have a client who we tested his sequence and he sends out, first of all, of course, people are opting in for a free video he's sending them. So the very first email is going to take them over to that video. So here's the video that we promised that you can watch through. You have about five minutes of content in the video, then it switches over to his sales video. So it starts off, here's the content, and he gives you the content he promised, and then he goes into a straight sell after that. We send a, he sends another email on the autoresponder that same day, a few hours later, that takes you over straight to the sales video again. Okay, so we're going for the sale immediately. We're not hiding it. And I actually think a lot of internet marketers are a little dishonest in this because it's like, we're gonna to try to trick people into think we're just here to give content. No, we're here, to give con we're here to give the content that we promised, but we are selling, we're a business. And so I don't have any client who's quiet about that or who hides the fact that they're selling something. And so every email we send, even that first week, is linking over to an offer. Now, most of those emails over that first week are kind of gentle. And what I mean by that is we start telling our origin story. Why are we in this market? What's our reason for existence? Why did we decide that the problem was serious enough here that it needed us to be here to solve the problem? And we do that over several emails. We're telling our story. We're, again, bringing up the problem. We're talking about the problem, the solution to it. And then we always have very light touch linking over to our website and to our offer from those emails. So the first week is very light touch emails, but they're all about the problem. And here's another mistake. I think people think, they hear all the time, content's king and you got to give your best content by email. That's a mistake. What email really is about, email's about being a guide. I'm guiding you from a problem to a solution. 
The goal of every email I send is to help you get a new perspective. It's to help you get primarily a new perspective on the problem that you help people solve. So that's what I'm constantly thinking is my emails are talking about problems, giving customers a new perspective on those problems and slowly shifting them over to the right solution, which of course are the, are the solutions that I'm offering. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Oh, that, that's really great. And when you, well, and I know from reading your emails, you know, mm -hmm. and when you follow that strategy you just outlined, it's like, I feel like as a reader, I'm getting value because you're, mm -hmm. you're talking my language, you're talking about the things that are bugging me, but mm -hmm. you're not, you're not really, you know, I want to know more because it, it doesn't give it all away. Right. And, and, and surprisingly enough, the way to know more is to buy a course or to get mm -hmm. this thing right. But it just kind of happens naturally when you structure things that way. I know uh, another question that a lot of people have, and I know I've had many conversations with people about this, business owners and people in the internet marketing spaces. How often do you email? How often um, should someone email? You should yep. email as frequently as um, you have something interesting and entertaining to say. And so that could mean, we'll, we'll do the different variations here. Minimum is once a week. That's the bare minimum, no matter what your business in is at least once a week. And if you don't send it once a week, people are going to start actually saying you're spamming them more often. They're going to forget about you. They literally forget about you in a week. Okay. That's hard for us to believe, but they forget about you in a week. Um, much more profitable will be every day. And some people will even email multiple times a day. If I'm writing a special offer that ends on Friday, you can bet there's going to be a whole lot more than one email on Friday. There's going to be three emails. There might be four emails or more on Friday because that's the end of the special. And some people will even email a couple times a day. Anyway, so that's the variation from once a week up to every day as a variation. Every day is gonna be the most profitable in most markets, but there's a little bit of a diminishing returns there. So I have clients who email anywhere from about two to three times a week up to every day. Well, I like what you said, as long as you have something interesting to say. Like, I know you can get trapped into thinking, I have to send out an email today. And so your quality of your emails goes down. Mm -hmm. And that really, so that brings me to another really great point because somebody listening to this might think, oh my gosh, this sounds like I'm just going to be sitting around writing emails 24 seven. Like, how do we do this? Um, and one of the, one of the things that I really love about your course, Autoresponder Alchemy is the templates. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how people can use templates and, you know, where do you get, like, where do you get all those ideas for emails and how does the average person get this kind of process going without having to spend, you know, 10,000 hours writing, you know, writing emails every day? Okay. Well, first of all, you'll, you're going to get in the habit of eventually, which just becomes second nature to write them. So like, you're talking about the Outer Spend Alchemy course, so I'll mention it here. The bonus with the course is 80 templates. Okay, how did I come up with 80 different templates for emails? And I mean, there's similarities between them. Don't think that there's 80 totally different 
there's similarities, but they are, there's quite a bit of differences between them. But over, what, how did I do that? I actually just went, sat down and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back past, through all my past emails. And I started pulling out the emails I sent just by second nature as you develop into the system. And I pulled out, okay, hey, here's 80 different types of emails that I sent out. These are actual emails. And then I broke them down, the psychology behind each one. So I said, here's the original email. Here's the psychology from each of the pieces. So how you can model it and follow the same type of psychology. And what I find is something like that, the majority of the buyers and clients that I've taught the system to, they don't use all 80. They end up finding maybe there's three to five that they end up using a lot. And so they end up going and they rerun those same templates again. And even if we're saying, let's say that you're someone who sends out a lot of emails, you send out five a week. That means you might only need like five different templates you use all the time. Maybe you tell a story on Mondays. And every Monday you're telling a story. The funny thing is it's going to take your subscribers a long time to catch on that that's exactly what's happening unless you tell them that that's what's happening. And you also got to remember you can have reruns of emails. People don't even think about this. You can take an email that you sent out six months ago and rerun it again and almost nobody's going to comment on it. You'll get some of the same excited comments about it this time. I have a client right now who pretty much has the same sell sequence every month. So every month he has a sale on a different product often. And he runs the exact same sell sequence this May as he ran last May. The same sell sequence in April went out last April. So he's writing the exact same emails. He's reusing, he's reruns. He's using the reruns from what he wrote one time. And so there's a lot of little ways to speed it up. So you have templates that you do. You sit down and have ideas. And I always tell people also to have like a little notebook that you put together little ideas, little stories. And every little story you run into is an idea. Or like, here's one of the quickest ways to write an email somebody emails you usually you reply back to them with a shorter email okay that becomes the foundation of the next email you send to your list so in other words if you start thinking this way you'll even start sending some nice replies to people because then the next email that i send out is hey i just got this email the other day i'll probably pull the person's name off it because i don't you know send it out unless they gave me permission to and i'll say here's the email i got here's the question they asked here's the answer to it that is an easy email to write because you probably already wrote it yeah, that's a that is a great that's a great tip. I'm gonna start use I'm gonna start using that one because I I have not been doing that in my emails. Um, what are some of the common email mistakes you see people make? Um, some of the common email mistakes is they forget to tell stories, and this is one of my own. I have to constantly remind myself that I have to bring in stories, which can be personal stories or case studies of clients. Either one are fine. You have to keep that personality and entertainment going. It cannot just be facts. And figures. I mean, you can send out an email that has a bunch of tips in it. You can do that once in a while, but you need to have stories and personality. So that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is they forget to do stories and personality. Another big one, and I noticed myself editing clients a lot on this one, is you need to be position yourself as an authority, as a guide. I don't think of myself as a teacher when I'm sending emails. I think of myself as a tour guide, okay? A tour guide to a new world. Remember how I said new perspective earlier? Well, I think of this new world that I'm building up for me in my case in internet marketing, it's an internet lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of freedom. It's a world where it has all the possibilities you can live and work from anywhere, work with people you enjoy working with. So it's a new world and I'm a tour guide to that world. So I'm introducing you to it. The mistake that people make is they start adding in all these little statements that make them seem like less of an authority. We'll call them weasel words that they add in. I'll give you one of my words that gets deleted a lot out of my emails before they get sent actually. I say, I actually did this, or probably, or may, 
or should, all these little terms that are like wimping out on your statement of what they should do. Hey, you should click this link. Oh, no, it's click this link now. Just being more direct, being, you know, going straight to the point. Um, that's a good tip there. Another tip to take that with the mistakes that people make is they write long sentences and paragraphs. Shorten your sentences, shorten your paragraphs, and even follow the model because people scan, they don't read. Try to put the strongest portion of the sentence at the beginning of the sentence. So I want the action words near the beginning of the sentence instead of having some inactive voice in my, in when I'm writing for this. So short sentences, short paragraphs, uh, making sure it's active voice at the very beginning, action words when possible. That's going to go a long way to writing really good emails that look easy to read and easy to scan. Yeah, those are, I mean, all fantastic tips, all fantastic <laughs> tips. One, uh, so one thing, so we're talking about people being on the list, actually sending the emails. And I know there may be some listeners out there that are saying, well, that's all great, but I don't have an email list. <laughs> I don't, you know, like I would be writing to no one. So mm -hmm. do you have any tips or suggestions on maybe some quick or good ways to start to build up an email list? I know one of the things that we've talked about on past episodes of this podcast is the importance of building your audience as soon as possible. I always say it's never too early to start building your audience and email list is a great way to do that. So maybe you have some tips and ideas on how people could start to do that. Well, one of the first things you want to do is you want to put together a simple lead magnet, something that you can do quickly. A lot of times it's just a cheat sheet, like a page or two of what you do. Here's the, some very specific tips that are going to help you get started or a short video. A lot of my clients use short videos, like three to eight minute videos that give a really good tip. Like over in tennis, he gives a drill for the toss. For example, here's how to do a better toss. Here's a drill that you can do at home, which can prove his system immediately. That's part of what you're signing up for. So that's a, we call it a lead magnet. It's a gift that somebody gets for opting in because people aren't looking for our email list. They're looking for information that helps them. And that's the first aspect. And then for the method to generate subscribers quickly, that kind of depends on what you want to do. Um, one of the quickest ways that I know not a lot of people like, don't necessarily want to go into paid advertising, but I, I love paid advertising in some cases because you can scale it so quick and get subscribers so quick is you can go put up a Facebook ad and you can have subscribers by tomorrow. You can actually generate quite a few subscribers by tomorrow on a Facebook ad. And you hear everybody getting canceled all the time. The tip for Facebook, just another quick tip is don't make big promises. Tell the results of something you generated don't say that somebody else is going to generate these results. In other words, you could say, you know, here's how I've generated millions of dollars using email marketing. And then of course I throw a disclaimer, you know, this, uh, your words may vary right underneath that. If I say you're going to make millions of dollars from email marketing, yeah, you're not going to have an account tomorrow. <laughs> okay. That's a total difference of how Facebook looks at that. You can say what you've done. Don't say what they can do necessarily. That's a quick way to start generating a list. And I mean, I have a client right now. He's generating subscribers for 12 cents a piece. Okay. Wow. That, that's not normal. And that's probably not true for, you know, the listeners market who's listening to this, but that's possible to get it down to 12 cents. There's another one that's done it at 50 cents. Um, others are at two or $3. Sometimes in tight business to business fields, we might be $5 or more per lead, but all those can be great prices. So Facebook's a really quick way of going out and getting started and you can have leads by tomorrow on your list. And then of course there's free ways that you can go out. And one of the best free ways to generate list is to, again, start producing content and get on a podcast like this. Go out and put yourself as a podcast guest, see who you can make connections with. And that's where the networking comes in to get in front of their audiences by producing content for their list. Be a guest blogger, be a guest expert on podcasts. 
produce videos for YouTube. There's a lot of free things you can do. Basically start having a list building mentality. My goal is a bigger list because once I build my audience, making sales is easy. Because I even joke at times, you know, if, if I make a product, I consider it a failed product, one that isn't a big home run anymore. And I say, when I say that, a failed product to me still makes a lot of money. Okay, anything that you, when you have a list, anything you do makes a lot of money. Even the small base hits can make a lot of money because you have an audience already. Yeah, so important to, to start building your audience as quickly as possible. I think a lot of people miss that. They focus so much on what it is they're trying to put together to sell and, they're, and they, they put off building the audience until that's ready. And I think that's a mistake. Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about autoresponder alchemy, which by the way, for anybody who's listening on the show notes page to this episode, uh, we'll put a link to that course. I, I really encourage you, if you're, you know, if you're looking to really up your email game or you're looking to get into the email game in your market that you put this course up because it's one of the, I think it's one of the better ones out there. I got a ton of, a ton of value from it. And, you know, we've applied it. We've applied those techniques to our business, you know, and it's made us a lot of money. So definitely check out the show notes and, uh, and, and take a look at that. One, uh, one last thing that I'd like to ask you, Terry, is did we miss anything? Like, is there, is there anything that, that I should have asked you that I just didn't know to ask you that, that our listeners may get massive value from when it comes to email marketing? Okay. Well, there's so many things we could talk about email marketing. I'm going to throw in one piece that we should mention because we talked about the regular emails that we're sending out all the time. You also want to run special offers, which at times I call them money on demand specials. And what that is, is just think it's some of the same model, but you basically have some special same as what I did in front of the live audiences. It's a short-term special. You have until Thursday. You have until Friday at midnight, midnight Pacific time in most cases. Or maybe we should start using Hawaii time to push it out further. <laughs> you don't want to use Eastern time because then the people out West end up missing out at the end of the special deal. But you have some special that ends at this period in time. They lose out on a bonus or they lose out on a discount. And run that over three or four days. And I even call it the heart attack curve because you get so many sales in the last 12 hours of that special. You send multiple emails the last day, letting them know, hey, the special's ending today. You get so many sales in the last 12 hours that I call it a heart attack curve because you might get a few sales the first couple of days that all of a sudden you get hundreds on the last day. It's like, uh, there's been times I've told my wife, this special didn't work. I don't know what I did wrong this time, but this, this offer bombed this time, I don't know. And then the last day, all these orders come flooding in as the as people hit the deadline. That type of special, will can generate more money than all the rest of your emails, can generate more money than everything else that you're doing. And so that's the type of thing that you want to start plugging in and doing regularly to your list for specials. And again, that's just money on demand. And those just become a little bit more aggressive on the selling. A lot of times I write those emails by swiping directly from my sales page. So I'll like pull the story off my sales page for the first email. The next email, I might pull some of the bullets off of my sales page. I'll pull off some of the scarcity off my sales page. I'll mention the bonuses from my scarce space. Those emails are like really easy to put together because I steal so much of them from the sales page. And then you just run it over every day. They're getting information about the special. It ends now and all the money comes flooding in at the end. So you don't want to leave those out. You have your ongoing personality driven, entertaining emails, and then you have very deadline focused scarcity emails with a special offer. And that's where it, that generates a majority of your profits. I love it. You called it the, what do you call it? The heart attack 
Uh, the heart attack curve. It's that last 12 hours. <laughs> the heart attack curve. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, Terry, man, you have dropped a ton of great value here. I'm, I, again, I'm really appreciative that you came on the show. You took the time to share with our listeners. Uh, if listeners of the podcast want to find out more about you, where can they go? Where can they find out more about Terry Dean and, and what he has to offer? Well, you to find the course on autoresponder to Alki, which includes the templates that we mentioned. It also includes my methods of how you write very profitable emails, both the regular emails and the money on demand type of emails, even how you can position yourself as a hero to your audience. You can go to autoresponderalchemy.com for that autoresponderalchemy.com. And then if you'd like to try it out for free first, if you'd like to try out some of my email marketing for free, just go over to mymarketingcoach.com where you can pick up my free lead magnet, which is the seven unique ways to create profitable emails, even if you're not a writer. It's just a free issue from my paid newsletter. And it talks about email marketing. It gives you some cheat sheets, some checklists to follow, and that can get you started. And then when you want to dive in deep, go over to the autoresponder alchemy for it. That's great. And, and I will put all the links that Terry just mentioned in the show notes of this episode. So if you head over to tomgaddis.com, click on this episode, you'll find all the links there as well. And Terry, thanks again so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And thanks again for listening to this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.